Hey guys, welcome to the PR Podcast, a show designed to keep you up to date with PR ministries. My name is Michelangelo Guido. I'm the son of Michael Rocco and Celeste Allen Guido, the founders of PR, a ministry formed to pursue relationships, cultivate creativity, and encourage reconciliation on earth as it is in heaven. This episode is straight from the DC Talk Cruise. Along with leading the prayers at dinner each night, twice a night for three nights, my dad led a devotional on the first morning at sea. Thankfully, my mom thought to record it, so now we can share it with you. My dad speaks about a lot of different things, including how we are each God's favorite, how we are loved despite being imperfect human beings, and how he related to different members of the DC Talk crew. Now, the sound quality of the recording is not the best due to the large size of the hall it was recorded in, but I was able to edit out a lot of the echo. My parents have spoken at several churches and events in the recent past, so in future podcasts, we'll occasionally divert from the interview-slash-conversation style as speaking events arise. Again, my parents appreciate all of your prayers and support as they minister to others, so if you're interested in giving to PR, learning more about their ministry, or want to send them a letter of encouragement, go to www.prministries.com and all the info you need is there. Thanks for listening to the PR podcast and supporting my parents and all they do. May God bless you as you continue to be reconciled to him and those around you. Uh, watched after uh, 
All of them while I was gone, some three to five weeks on the road with different bands. All over the world. But in it all, God's been faithful to be this revival. Um, before we start, let's, I just want to Again, Lord, we know you're here. Not just your presence, but we're aware of the manifestation of your presence. I believe healings have happened. Healings are going to continue to happen today, throughout this cruise and throughout when we leave. But we pray that we came on this cruise to encounter you, not to be entertained. But to be entertaining angels, unaware of friends, new relationships, and in every way, Lord, be open to what you want to do in our lives. Change us from religious to relationship. Change us from stiff to free and viable. Lord, uh, we prepare, but then we lay our preparation at your feet. Because the Holy Spirit come. Bring salvation, bring life, bring news of hope and encouragement to hurting families, to young kids who don't really know you yet. And take it from that place in our head and 13 inches settled in our heart as a sure thing that you are Abba and you are wildly, extravagantly in love with us. In Jesus. I keep bumping my big Italian <laughs> um, It's very humbling, you know. Um, gosh, it's, it's surreal because as I was worshiping, my accountability partner, who's here, Dan Pitts, who's true artist management, who I said to him, Dan, and he would never want to hit the right get mad at me for saying this, but Dan and Lori have been so instrumental in Toby, Mike, and Kevin's life. And it's amazing, one teachable man, what he can do to change the world by letting God change him. Now Dan is sitting next to Juan Otero. Dan came from a very godly home whose dad is amazing, his mom's amazing. Not that they were without sin. And some of you come from good Christian homes and that's a stumbling block. But for Juan, like me, the stumbling block was we were raised with terror and fear. And I hope you don't understand but Juan is an unstoppable Get to know Juan if you get a chance. Get to know people besides Toby, Mike, and Kevin, the other bands. Get to know the people in your, in your cabin or people that, you know, ask someone how they met Jesus. Ask someone their story. Because it's all about relationships. And all we want to do is keep telling the story. You know, Paul said, Peter said, I know him. Jesus said, this is eternal life, to know him. Okay, guys, we claim we have eternal life. Yet we're still trying to work for him. He said, I want you to be with me. I know you. I know right where you're at. And I know many people in this room still struggle with the fact that he loves you so much. You know, God was really clear that we could never earn our way to him. I prayed with Stephen and Terry before they went on. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm humbled to be able to read the Bible with all the drugs I did in the pain of, of, of a divorce. I came to Christ through a divorce. And I, I met my wife when I was on a cruise with my daughter. There's one unpardonable sin, and I'm not at all condoning any divorce. Once I got saved, I couldn't believe how many divorces are in the church. Again, we know there's only one unpardonable sin. is to refuse the fury of God and His love. That's the wrath of God. As my friend showed the other day, the wrath of God is His love. He's pursued. You ever think, by the way, God's in a good mood? He's not angry. You know the more... Can I say So many times Christians say that. I hear people say, God's pissed off and he's coming back. No. God's anger was satisfied where? 
So why are we in here? Why are we angry at gays? Why are we angry at this, angry at that? If we see ourselves naked before Him, and in our life, in our family, we've experienced more pain to understand worship. We've experienced more suffering in the last two years than I've ever experienced. But God's love has become more extravagant. And if you haven't encountered God's love, I pray for you. Please know. Please know. You know, I've prepared no side of the paranormal and they're more nervous than me because I, I drive her nuts. But I don't do this. This is not my thing. I don't speak to crowds. I speak one-on-one. My wife already attests. If you stop me on the way out, I'll talk to you. We can get to dinner. But I just, I had a radical encounter with God. And I want more. And I want more. And I want more. I have a friend who prays this prayer, and I pray that you remember this prayer. Yeah, remember this guy. In Florida, we were out with DC talking. We met this guy in Morocco. He's an amazing story, but his name's Don Slot. He's probably praying for me right now. Prayer work. And I go, Don, I'm not going to say that. I just get so amped up. I go, will you pray for me? Oh, sure. You were praying right there, by the way. So he puts his honor on un- real error, non-religious sin. More. More. More than Jesus. And he just keeps praying. Do you want more of Jesus? I do. And um, the verse that I was going to bring to you, and the two pages of notes, I'll just read the verse. <laughs> I I love two things. I I love my wife and my family because God has given me an unbelievable, unbelievable family and friends. I keep thanking Dan and Lori. I can't believe I'm on the ship. I love cruising, by the way. I mean, because it was a place where God met me. I encountered God when I first was 1984, you know? And uh, all these years later, he keeps meeting me in ways, but this is an Ebenezer in my life, a ship floating in the water. And I, know, and I said, prayed it last night over a meal. You guys, think of this. This can be the most freeing experience for you. Instead of going to the same church, same way, it's expecting different results. Come here and let God rip your heart out and massage it to life. Because we're all from different backgrounds. Some of you speak in tongues, some don't. Some, some are chosen frozen. Some are charismaniacs. <laughs> Let's get to the center and just say we love Jesus. Because he, he's trying to teach us how to love. And you can say, you know what's weird about the uh, political for a minute? Dan and I talk about all the time. It's amazing how we want a king. Right? And we have the king of kings. We want a president, Republican, Democrat, whatever. Oh, I'm of this, I'm of that. And Paul says, no, clearly, I got you. How could you want me? We have celebrities and pastors. We have celebrities and Artists, we're all looking for someone to worship. Isaiah said, the year the king died, I saw the Lord. Who's your king? When Prophet Samuel's crying over the Lord, they don't love me as a prophet anymore. Samuel, they haven't rejected you as prophet. They rejected me as God. Guys, I'm telling you, he has so much more. Like, and uh, uh, one of the things he showed me early on, you know you have those moments where you say something and you go, wow, that had to be God because I don't have that much time. It's newer to learn. I remember, so 
Someone asked me, well, so what do you think the most godly person is? And it came out of my mouth before I could think. And God, but it just was this. The one who knows who they are in Christ. Perfectly and completely loved. You know what that's, and we're going to struggle with that every day until heaven, but you know what's beautiful about heaven? The day we walk in, you won't be going, I like it. You like what I'm wearing? What? Do they speak in tongues? Do they, do they, you know, work in the answer? Oh gosh, should I love you? And we will be as him. Right? We'll see him as he is. And if you read 1 Corinthians 13 on love, don't forget to read the end. We see dimly as quickly through a fog. Dimly. Darkly. Vacant. Obscurely. We know him. And, you know, I don't know what you think about the shack, but I love it. That movie really spoke to me about my pain. Because I mean, we lost a grandbaby. Well, babies being born. And my little girl was so strong. But in that, five times later, he still keeps ministering to me. You can't see God through the not holding your pain. You just can't. None of this sin that you're dealing with, and none of your addiction, and none of your wandering heart, and none of the pain that your kids are going through, or you're going through, or your marriage is going through, none of it's his idea. And he told me that five seconds after a scream in an audibly a person's word, because I was so angry. And then I heard stillness, and I heard, Michael, none of this is my idea. And then only a month ago, I was praying and reading Job, and he showed me who initiated the pain. Not God. There's no cancer in God. There's no sickness in God. And what Steve was trying to say is there's healing available, not just from sickness and disease, but our religion. But calling ourselves Christians rather than sons and daughters. Calling ourselves servants instead of friends. Jesus said, I no longer call you my servants. You're my friends. I love you. Do you want, okay, if you have a friend, he helps you move, right? Not because you pay him. Not because you go, oh, you're not going to be my friend if you don't help. You can't wait to help because you're going to hang out with your buddy and chill and you're going to eat pizza and move and hang out and see his new home. I mean, guys, God's prepared a place for us. And he says, we see dimly. Please don't preach your doctrine. It offends the heart. Please don't preach your denomination. Please preach Christ crucified. Paul said, I've determined to preach one thing, Christ crucified and resurrected. And I applaud you all for coming here this morning, but you know right now, he's speaking to people sleeping right now. Right? And we have a chance to meet with some of those people later, and if they say, what was it about? Oh, it's just, you know, whatever God gives you. But we need to be able to share. You can't give what you haven't received. And so he says, freely you receive, freely give. That's not just money. It's more important to reach that God has given us everything in His Son. And I, I you know, I keep looking over here because there's Dan, there's Juan, there's my wife. I met John last night, and I met Erica, right? And I, and I met Phoebe after we prayed. And I, I just want you to know that when we meet the King of Kings face to face, He's going to ask us that question. Did you believe that I love you? Brendan Manning, has a wonderful YouTube video asking the question. I mean, if we believe that he loves us, start loving yourself. And then you'll forgive yourself, and then guess what? You'll start loving your wife, and you'll start forgiving your wife. 
Just start loving your husband and forgiving your husband. Start loving your kids and forgiving your kids. Just love your neighbor and forgive your neighbor. You'll love your sister, you'll love your... And I'm telling you, this whole ministry that we do is called PR, Pursuing Relationship. Originally it was, when I was out at Stryker School, was, hey, what are you, PR? And that's when I still like rocking. I was a drummer first, so I love music. And the guy goes, are you PR? I go, oh yeah, proclaiming the resurrection. And then while we were in Adrian, and the DC talk rehearsing, John McGuire, who's now on the board, says, we don't have observed you. I think your ministry more presents pursuing relationships. So that's what it's about. He pursued us, and now we pursue him, and we pursue those he puts in our path. And that ministry is one ministry, and here it is. Paul says, from now on, let's not, not long then, let's not know anyone in a pure human way. For even if we have known Christ in a very human way, yet we now no longer know him now. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away, and look, new things have come. Now, everything is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ, and now given us this ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, their trespasses have been forgiven. And he has committed us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are now ambassadors for Christ, certain that God is appealing through us. We plead, we beg you on Christ's behalf. Not only the world, Christians. Us as the family of God, be reconciled. He's forgiven you. There's, he's never going to love you more. He's never going to love you less. He just loves you. And the more that you start receiving that more that love, the more you love yourself, the more you can love others, the more you forgive yourself, the more you forgive others. He says, so, we beg you on Christ's behalf. You reconcile to God. He made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us. So that we might become now the righteousness of God in you. And I always told my kids, I said, you know what? If you study the word righteousness, it begins when Abraham believed God for a baby, right? Very old and and he believed God. It said he never wavered, but there again, guys, think about wavering. The guy kind of ignored me. Oh, she's my sister. Anyway, David, a man after God's heart, lied, murdered you. Okay, I'm not condoning those sins, but here's the difference between David and Saul and a man like Abraham. When someone came to them, they were broken. When people come to you and want in love, to tell you your sin. And they prayed about it. What are you doing? Do you have an answer before they finish? Or do you listen? Because to be reconciled to God is the desire of his heart. And we all have blind spots. And when I walk with a man like Dan or my wife, I always pray that they pray before they tell me because they got a bad time temper as you saw. You saw the movie. I don't know if you saw the movie, but I, I didn't even want to come here after seeing the movie because my old Italian... Uh, Catholic nature was, oh gosh, I'm not good enough. See, everything I'm sharing telling you, I struggle with. Everything. I struggle with every sin and every struggle. Because I'm not there yet, but I'm on the journey and I refuse to go back. I'm not going back because I know it's there. But far important than what's behind is what's ahead. And you know, as I was worshiping, as Dan came on one side, one on the other, and my wife next to me on the other side, I mean, I just wanted to see it. And just feel the love of God through people. Because we're, we're, carry, we're carriers of His presence. 
And so what God has said to us, be reconciled to God, be reconciled to others, and share this gift. So we have to take an inventory every morning. Okay, Lord, where's my heart at? Am I in a really good place where I'm walking in that confidence that you love me? I want to know more of the heart of the Father. It's a hard thing. It's, 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 at times it's very obscure because, you know, when you don't perform, you think your dad's going to come home drunk. He's going to beat you. He's going to throw the house up for God. Or you think you're just not good enough, like some pastor said. Or you could have been your pastor's parent. I never told my kids for years I was a pastor. Because of all the baggage that comes with it. Or Christian. If you, did, if you say you're a Christian before you're a follower of Christ, you know what you have to describe? Well, you're not. If you say a pastor, and I love being a Christian part of the family of God, but I'd better say you're my brother, my sister, we're family, Jesus, man, I'm just following my leader. And I, I was on the tour once with a guy, um, Chris Daughtry, and I'm, not, I'm just saying that these are life stories. They go out with secular bands as well. And in that, I watched a guy who, who ran the tour. It was Bon Jovi and Chris Daughtry. And this guy wore all black, and all the crew did. There were 95 people. And so imagine, you go on the road with 95 hurting hearts, and there's only one or two that really want to go out there. That's, that's, I'd call my wife and they'd hang up, and my daughter would start crying for me. Because, <laughs> I, you know, these guys are all living the life, and I'm like, oh, God, help me remember my life is in you. You know, because you're surrounded by your past. You see past sins and the struggle and war of the world. So in that, um, this guy who I've watched for the whole tour, um, Scott, I go, hey, Scott, this is my wife. We're in Atlanta the last show. I go, this is my wife, Celeste. Hey, Scott, what do you do? He goes, oh, I'm touring with you. I go, wow, you remind me of the, my leader, the one I, my, my mentor, the one I follow. I didn't go, I'm a Christian. Let me tell you the four spiritual laws. Five years later, that guy's in my life. He's now out with one of the biggest tours out on the road, and he's a tour manager. And I've got to pray through all those things. And only a year ago, he asked me what I do. See, because what I do is not who I am. Who I am defines how I do and what I do. I want to love. So, I think, I think, um, how much time is that? How much time is that? Is that counting down? That's counting down, right? Are you guys bored? I mean, we can stop. I, I, <laughs> I mean, I can tell you, I can tell you jokes from the room. Do you know any jokes from the <laughs> Tony told me I could tell this one, Dan. Should I share? Yeah. My wife says no. Yeah. Dan, Toby told me I could share this. One, you'll remember this. We were in Avenue, Michigan, and we used to go up there. This is how cool their manager comes from. They would pay to have retreats. They'd bring in Brennan Manning, different people, and they'd have, they paid for me to go all over the world, by the way. Now, that's accountability. You know how much it costs to go to South Africa, New Zealand, Australia? I lived in one portion of the ticket was $3,000, and that was in 1992. Dan didn't even go. Lori didn't go. They said, me. That's putting value not only on the music, but value on what we do. And that's why I'm humbled and honored to be here. See, I love music, you guys. I love the Word of God, but like I said, I love music. And when I prayed over them before they came up, do you know the only ones who go in into the promised land first? Do you know? Levitical priests. Do you know what they are? Worship leader. You know what that is? Music. You know why you're here? Music leader, but that's why. Because we're going into a new land. And these guys, redeemed out of the pain, start leading us with freedom, like you saw with Stephen and Tara. Toby, Mike, and Kevin, if you knew how we shared in that video last night, how it came out of a very legalistic background, my heart, I started aching because I remember those days because I was a freak to them. 
I, I mean, let's say I'm a freak to myself. I mean, I mean, I say stuff about my wife, you can't say that. I mean, I just, I just want to know God, and I don't want to get stuck because I've been around many people who have Christianity, but they've never met Jesus. I've been around pastors' kids who've never had a father, and they had a very godly father, but they never knew Abba. And so Brendan would always share about Abba's heart, and we were, we were Abba's heart, and we would be there worshiping and going and delving into the Holy Spirit. And Toby's very much a thinker man. Toby's not here right now because they're all sleeping. <laughs> I don't know. That's okay. It'll permeate. But um, so Toby, he's in his mind. He's a brilliant man. And Michael was, was trying to think it through out of Liberty and, and Kevin. And, 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 you know, each one of them is unique, and that's what makes it so special when you come together. And, you know, the news are great guys and what they do, and all the bands that are here, I'm telling you, but music is the heart of God leading us into this presence so we can see, and that's why we start worship, right? So here's this guy, gifted for worship, and you're trying to explain to him, yeah, you're just getting people ready to hear one more, just from the stage. If your heart is broken in worship, and if that's just one thing, oh, that's why we never, I would never get up and start speaking the word of God without someone doing worship. That's, it doesn't make sense. So Toby and I are at 3 in the morning, and these were most of those conversations happen. 3 in the morning, and I'm in his room, and he's in the bathroom, and we're sitting there, and he's just got off the phone with Amanda for hours, and we had been for an hour plus, right? And his beautiful bride loves the Lord Jesus, filled with the Holy Spirit, comes from Jamaica, and she's challenging him, he's being stretched and, and by the guys, and life, and people, and all the things. And all of a sudden, um, me and him start talking until 3 in the morning, and uh, Toby likes to take baths. He's like, he loves baths. So he's in the tub, and at the end of it, the Holy Spirit's like, oh man, gosh, you're so good. He goes, wait, I'd get up and hug you. <laughs> I did it, honey, I'm sorry. <laughs> but we're all naked in here anyway, right? We're naked before him. But um, the thing I wanted to read you from, from the uh, message translation, it says it like this. And this is, I love the message of some, some people think it's heretical, but that's okay. <laughs> because Eugene Peterson uh, really designed writing this in a modern-day translation so he can hand it out on the golf course. So that was his whole purpose of doing it. So he says, um, in, the, in, the, in the case of the message, it says it like this. He starts off by talking about the fact that we're not going to let cramped conditions, we're not going to let pain and struggles. Now, mind you, uh, 2 Corinthians 5 is our foundation verse, and I go back to it uh, in this season. If you read the thing in context, read it. God will always give you a word, and then it will make you live it. A life verse, and make it be your life. He'll give you a song, and then he'll take you and, and, and speak to you through it. But it says, um, it says that, so it keeps us vigilant, you can be sure. It's no light thing, you know, that we're all one day going to stand in the place of judgment. That's why we were urgently with everyone we meet to get them ready to face God. God alone knows how well we do this. But I hope you realize how much and how deeply we care. We're not saying this to make ourselves look good to you. We're just thought it would make you feel good. Prove that we're on your side. If I acted crazy, it was, I, I did it for God. If I acted overly serious, I did it for you. There it is, charismatic. But anyway, Christ's love has moved me to such extreme. So here it is. Our firm decision is this. Focus from one center, one day for everyone. Everyone. 
That puts everyone in the same boat. He included everyone in his death so that everyone could also be included in his life. A resurrection life. A far better life than people ever lived on their own. Because of this decision, we don't evaluate people by what they have or how they look. We looked at the Messiah that way once, got it all wrong, as you know. We certainly don't look at him that way anymore. We look inside, and what we see is that anyone united with the Messiah gets a fresh start, created new. A new life urgent. All this comes from God, who settles the relationship between us and him, and he called us to settle our relationship with each other. God put the world square with himself through the Messiah, giving the world a fresh start by offering his forgiveness of sin. And now God's giving all of us the task to go out as his representative, and God uses us to persuade men and women to drop their differences. You saw it in the movie, you saw it. Drop your differences. You see it in your church, drop your differences. You see it in your marriage, your family. And make things right. We're speaking for Christ himself, and I've become friends with God who's always a friend with you. He's already your friend. How? You ask in Christ. God put the wrong on him who never did anything wrong so we could be put right. So I, I challenge you, before we leave, know this, that we have relationships that aren't right in our family. You have relationships in your family. But in it, you can only do your part. You're not responsible for the other person. Some of you have gone through maybe divorce, and some of you are going through family struggles, or some of you are going through unforgiveness in your heart. He said that no hint of bitterness get in your heart. Because one seed of bitterness will turn into an open bitterness. And it will really choke off the life of God. You know, Mark 4.19 says, The cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust for other things choke off the very word of God. The word that he said won't return void, it can choke it. What's choking your heart? What's choking the Lord of God? What's choking the Lord of God? I don't want to stand up here and pre pre prepare my heart as if it's together. Every day I wake up and say, Lord, please, meet me up fresh. Because he always comes where he's welcome, and he stays as long as he's welcome. I don't want to grieve the heart of God, and I don't want to grieve him away. And I can tell you in this time and season where we've been, it's been difficult. But to be here today, and for all of you, I pray that you know what an honor and privilege that God handpicked us all to be here, to see what's the heart of God. You see, what this cruise is in 2 Corinthians 5. Tony, Mike, and Kevin getting together, many of you came just for that, right? What does that mean? Why the Beatles want to get, why the people want to see the Beatles back together? The Hell Freezes Over Tour with the Eagles, with any band. Why? Because it's the heart of God. Reconciliation and restoration. That's what he longs to do. So he wants to call us into a higher place of understanding. And your life is one life. But one life of obedience. Like Abraham. He was a man that was declared righteous because he what? He believed. So if you want to know what righteousness is besides right standing with God, you have right standing because what? You believe. So if you believe and you walk by faith, Where's your faith being tested right now? What is the opposite of healing? Loneliness, pain, unforgiveness, whatever it is, that we may know him. John 17, he tells us, this is eternal life that I knew. So that's the real question. Do we really know him? So I, I think if we're going to worship a little bit more, do you want to worship some more?
because I've, I've already talked way more than I should. You know, Billy Graham had the wisdom to know people can only listen for 15 minutes, and now with their cell phones, it's down to maybe three seconds. <laughs> you guys have been very gracious and very generous. We're done worshiping. I'd, I'd like to pray when we're done, and I'd like to share an invitation.